Hello, 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 and welcome to this edition of A Quick Pipe. Now, do paedophiles rule the world? Or more specifically, do ebophiles, that is to say, uh, men that are attracted to uh, sexually mature but nevertheless extremely young girls, uh, rule the world? Now, this is an old conspiracy theory which goes back many years, and uh, the uh, if what is hap what is being released uh, of, of late in court documents relating to the convicted paedophile Jeffrey Epstein and his uh, his island of, of underage orgies are to be believed, then the answer may well be yes. Um, in the documents that have come out, we have named so far Bill Clinton, Michael Jackson. Um, uh, Al Gore, uh, a prominent Prime Minister, and uh, Stephen Hawking. Uh, so, uh, do, do are, are our elite more likely to be interested, basically, in having sex with underage girls, or girls who are, as it were, borderline? Now, what I want to show you here is the answer, uh, theoretically, is yes. And we really shouldn't be surprised that among the world elite, ebophiles, those that are attracted to these, you know, borderline uh, girls, are significantly overrepresented. We shouldn't be surprised at all by what is coming out from Jeffrey Epstein's uh, ebophile orgy island. Now, uh, there was a very interesting paper published uh, many years ago now called Creativity and Psychopathology, and it looked into the uh, psychology of 291 extremely famous men. And it was published in the British Journal of Psychiatry, and it was penned by the psychiatrist Felix Post. Now, what he showed is that psych psych basically the question is, what are the predictors of sexually abusing people? What are the predictors of being a hebophile, what are the predictors of having sex with underage or borderline girls? What are the predictors of engaging in orgies of this kind? What would predict it? Well, the studies indicate that the first thing that's that's clear among people that are hebophiles is they are high in psychopathology. Psychopathology means that you don't care about other people, that you lack empathy uh, in the sense of that you, in, in the sense of giving a damn about their feelings. You might be very good at understanding their feelings, but you just don't care. Um, that that you're, you're basically an extremely unpleasant and selfish person, that, and therefore you, 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 if you, if you are uh, sexually aroused, if you are horny, then you won't care about the fact that it might psychologically damage some relatively young girl to, to, to do this. You won't care about the fact that she's being taken advantage of. You won't care about the fact that you're basically abusing her and taking advantage of your power. Um, you won't care about any of these things. You'll just want to uh, have sex. Now, what was found um, was that among these, um, about 10% of the male population are, are what might be called psychopaths. But it is considerably higher, or a bit, a bit higher, among eminent men. It is something like 14% are psychopaths. So psychopaths are overrepresented among eminent men. Among what, what the category of subclinical psychopaths, uh, which goes up to it's 16% of the male population are subclinical psychopaths. So a psychopath is the kind of person who would, would be, uh, you know, would, would end up in prison, basically, who, who wouldn't be able to function in normal society. A subclinical psychopath is that you have sufficient impulse control um, and sufficient uh, social ability to be able to function in normal society and not end up in prison. That's a subclinical psychopath. 16% of the male population are subclinical psychopaths. 52% of politicians, 50% of artists, and 70% of writers.
So subclinical psychopathology is massively, massively overrepresented among highly eminent, famous people. Why would this be the case? Well, um, it, what is it that causes you to become extremely eminent? A good example of the extremely eminent is the genius type. What is the genius like? And a number of the people that the post analyzes would be recognized geniuses. The genius combines essentially out extremely high intelligence with psychopathic traits. What this means is that being low in agreeableness, he doesn't care that his new idea is going to offend people, which new ideas always do. He doesn't care that his new idea is going to rock the boat and upset people and upset the status quo and so on. Um, and he also may well just be low in empathy, so he doesn't even realise, he doesn't even understand that his idea is going to offend people. So he, in a way, he just goes for it and presents it in a way that normal people would not. Secondly, low in impulse control, low in conscientiousness, he can think outside the box. He can think things which are unthinkable. Whereas a normal person would almost like not dare do that. They'd have sufficient impulse control that they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't have the ability to conceive of thinking outside the box and thinking radical new thoughts which challenge the status quo. Finally, it is, there is some association between genius and neuroticism. That is to say feeling negative feelings strongly. This means that you're thinking all the time, you're processing all the time, and you see the world as this malevolent and dangerous place, and you, you want to control it, and you want to control it through understanding it. Normal people don't see the world like that. Now, if you combine that with high intelligence, sufficient that it, the intelligence outweighs the negative dimensions of these psychopathic traits, such as beating people up and raping people and killing people and, and, and whatever... Um, then you have someone who can become extremely eminent. And also, uh, a very interesting study by Kevin Dutton on psychopaths, which indicates that, that uh, at the, yeah, uh, conscientiousness and agreeableness predict socioeconomic status. But at the very, very eminent levels, it's psychopathology. Because you've got to be able to promote yourself. You've got to have the drive. You've got to have all this to, to get, you, you've got to be ruthless to get to the very top. So we shouldn't be surprised then that subclinical psychopathology is hugely overrepresented among very eminent people. And, so, and it is psychopathology that is going to predict raping people, that is going to predict taking advantage of people, that is going to predict, um, uh, you know, basically hebophilic traits where you don't care. You know you're doing something a bit wrong by having sex with a 17-year-old girl when, you, you know, when you're a man in your 50s or whatever, but you just don't care. The second thing that has been found to be asso associated with hebophilia is narcissism. 20% uh, of people who are hebophiles are narcissists. Narcissism is entitled. It's the idea that you, you, you feel you're, you're, you're superior to other people. You're better than other people. You have an inflated sense of self-esteem. You think, you think you're brilliant. You think you're brilliant and, and you deserve to be with other brilliant people. Um, you, you're, just, you're just better than other people, basically. That's, that's narcissism. Uh, or at least that's that, that particular kind of narcissism. Now, um, this affects something like 1% of men. However, um, among, as I said, it's 20% among haemophiles. And according to the study by Post, it's 27% of artists, 28% of politicians and 40% of writers are narcissists.
Uh, these people will lack empathy. Uh, these people won't care about other people. These people will just won't get whatever they want and, 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 not, and not give a damn about others. And, it, and these people, therefore, will be able to rise to the top because they will have this incredible self-belief and they will promote themselves and whatever. And so this will put them ahead uh, of those that are simply, you know, hide agreeableness and hide a conscientiousness, which, which predicts socioeconomic status. So again, we would expect those that are at the very top to combine high intelligence with narcissistic traits. The next, so um, overrepresented among hebophiles, overrepresented among eminent people. The next is neuroticism. Uh, a number of studies have found that neuroticism is associated, uh, that is to say, feeling negative, feeling strongly, um, is associated with uh, eminence, particularly in the world of the art. Um, and this is because if you are feeling all these negative feelings strongly, then you want to make sense of the world and so forth. And so you want to structure it, which would, which would militate in favour of science, but also militate in favour of writing about the world and understanding what you're going through. You would feel these incredibly intense feelings that ordinary people don't feel. And so you would, and you would, you would have a desire to sort of channel that into art to make sense of it and understand it and so sort of control it in a way. You would be thinking and processing all the time and you would have a desire to express this and you would just have an unusual way of seeing the world which would make you an, in an interesting person um, to read about. Now this is associated with eminence but it's also associated as I say with doing well uh, uh, in, in, in life basically um, with, with being a very very eminent and in general in the world. So something uh, what, what, uh, what Post found was a severe uh, depressive disorder 7% um, of the general population experience a severe depressive disorder but it's 17% of writers. So this is, yeah. Now, another interesting thing is psychosexual disturbance. Um, this is 26% of writers. Now, these things will go together because one of the things that predicts a fetish, a sexual fetish, is that you are um, a high in neuroticism. And, and you're high in neuroticism and, and uh, c combined, and this is, this is definitely true of these people, with having a high sex drive. If this is the case, then you will, you will create sexual associations um, uh, uh, quite easily. Um, and um, and 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 therefore you will you will uh, you 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 will you will develop a you 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 can you can develop a fetish um, um, and so um, and, and, and then we finally can look into what's going on here, which is a general issue of far of what's called life history strategy. All of these traits which I have listed, psychopathology, uh, narcissism, uh, neuroticism, um, they are associated with what's called a fast life history strategy. Live fast, die young. You are you are uh, evolved environment which is unstable yet easy. You live fast, die young. In that kind of environment, um, what you have to do is pass on your genes as quickly as possible. How do you do that? You have sex with a um, young beautiful woman. So you will be particularly attractive. More than that, you won't care about personality. You won't, care, you won't care about being genetically similar to the person so that the children will be adapted to the environment because you, they, the children will be wiped out at any second. Um, no, no. You will care about passing your genes quickly. That is therefore a young, attractive woman. So therefore you will be disproportionately attracted, no matter what your age, to young, attractive women who cares about what their personalities are like. And that's what you're seeing with hebophilia. Now, with a fetish, what that's what a fetish tends to do is take a particular thing um, and just push it further, push it in a more extreme uh, direction. So a, a, a normal person might be sexually attracted to breasts. A fetishist might be so attracted to breasts that they can, you know, they can only become sexually aroused when looking at breasts. They're exclusively attracted to breasts. They're obsessed with them. Uh, this is why uh, autism tends to be associated with uh, with, with, with fetishes and autism is also associated with neuroticism. 
Um, so, so you can see how uh, these people, if they're high in anxiety, high in, high in, high in anxiety traits, and, if, and perhaps even some autistic traits, such as low empathy, they might, uh, they might, they, they, they have a very high sex drive. Testosterone, of course, they're going to be high in testosterone, high in drive, high in sex drive, and therefore they may well easily develop uh, uh, sexual fetishes, whereby they become, let's say, particularly aroused by very young girls. Normal men are are aroused by uh, youth. Uh, they will be uh, because they have a high sex drive and they create sexual association very easily because of this, um, they will be uh, uh, very, very aroused by particularly young girls. So you can see how that will develop among fast life history strategies. It's simply taking something which is a characteristic of their life history strategy and making it even more extreme. So for all of these reasons, we should not be surprised uh, as more and more comes out about Epstein's orgy hebephile island that hebephiles are overrepresented among the world elite. Are you ready for the future of the West? <laughs>